Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another For The Girl podcast episode. We're your host, Mackenzie and Mackenzie, Mac and Ken's. And we are pumped for this episode. We're talking to the girl who needs freedom from pride. And I think that's about every one of us. <laughs> yes. And if you're truly thinking you don't, you probably, that means that you do. You do. Yes. So we're excited to basically uh, just dive in and talk to every single one of you. But um, wow, what a big freaking week we got. We have so much. Well, number one, it's February. It's our favorite month of the year. It's February. I love reasons. how you love addressing the month. Well, and the for seasons. two reasons. February is a big month for us. Number one, because it's Valentine's Day month. Uh huh. And Ken's favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. Yes, it um, absolutely is. Yes. So we have some exciting Valentine's Day things to celebrate. We actually release something super fun for Valentine's yes. Day. We've always wanted to do something on Valentine's We've Day. Because like wanted. for the girl, you know, we're all girl fun. So you're gonna that. have to go over to our Instagram at for the girl underscore 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 <laughs> forever funny. Um to check out what it is or go to our website forthegirl.com. But yes. something special that we have been working on and it's girly and cute and fun and you gotta go check it out and also just some fun little bundles that we have going on. So Head to our website for Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is especially exciting. That's Tyler and I's one year anniversary. Wait, cute. I know. What Pretty are you guys fun. gonna do? Uh we don't I don't know yet. Yeah. We haven't planned that yet. Tyler might have though. You just don't know what yet. What are you and Josh doing for Valentine's Day? I mean, probably dinner or something romantic. Ooh. Okay, save that for the tea because we have something for three minute tea. But we also okay. Also, we literally go on tour this month as well. That was the other thing that makes February amazing. Yes. If you haven't gotten your tickets, you still have time. Our first stop is February 3rd, which is like in two days. We're going to be in Nashville. It's crazy. It's crazy. We have three tour stops this week. Nashville, Michigan, Grand Rapids, and then Indy. I'm so excited. We're going in. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. I've been working on a I'm hoping for some snow in Michigan. Yes. Two years ago when we went on tour, we had snow in Michigan. It was magical. Magical. Um, So yeah, it's going to be really, really amazing. But uh, let's jump in to our tea. Okay, yes. Um, It's going to be really, really good today. So I'll start us off. So three minutes on the clock. You know the drill. We just spill the tea on a topic. So Ken's for today's tea, are you and Josh making a baby on Valentine's Day? <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to know. We, well, we wanted to talk about, we want to talk about family. Like, I bet you guys are curious. I know you're on the edge of the seat. Like, when are one of them going to pop a baby? Well, I'm not even married yet. I know, but like, are she going to have kids right away? But I or am older. Are you? <laughs> yeah, we're getting older. <laughs> so, Do you feel your clock ticking on having a child? No, I don't think so. I all actually. So you don't? No, I don't think. I think that you can have kids until you're like almost forty. Yeah, then it's so. a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> I don't know what that word means. <laughs> old just oh. makes you feel old. Okay, but okay, also so though, when, it when doesn't ideally, matter. Ideally, do you want to have kids? Um, I would probably. Uh, Josh and I have like talked about starting to try whatever that means in the fall of next, like of 2022. 
So like in like six months? This is the TT. So in six months. Um, yep. Wow. So you'll probably have, you'll have kids first. Yeah, probably popping out a little first. But I also recognize that it, it might take like yeah, a while. for sure. And I think um, we aren't going to like super, super try. Like I think you can like super time it and then you can also just kind of like do the thing and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what about you though? We're really trying to have kids at the same time. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Um, I would that would be so fun if we were pregnant with our same kid at the first. With yeah, the kid at the same time. It would be. Um, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. It's likely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want to be married for at least one year. Get one year under your one belt. One year. I have felt like I got Tyler on board. That after a year, you could try. We're probably gonna start trying only because I'm a little bit older. So like, um. You know, and I want, I would like to have more than like one or two kids. So I feel like I, you know, just time saking, time sake wise, we got to get going. That's right. So I really love, like I'm one of four kids and I loved my big family. And so I really kind of want that for my family as well. So open to other options for sure. The whole squad. Yes. I'm just going to have one. You're just going to have one? (laughs) Actually, no. <laughs> Honestly, one kid for you were... is like low key, kind of like not that shocking. No, that totally is. I don't know what you're what you you're saying. Would have one kid. Um, I don't know how many. I literally have no idea. God's plan, you know. Probably a crew. Like I would say a crew for sure. I don't know. I'm how many. really excited for us to enter into motherhood. Do you want a together. boy or girl first? Oh, that's so hard. I really believe that God will give me only boys because I'm like the queen of the girly girls. And I just really feel like God's going to play this joke on me and give me like 12 boys. And it's just going to be like, okay, whatever, whatever. I would have loved a girl, but okay, Lord. Um, But I think, yes, I'm thinking it'll probably just be a boy. Everybody Mm. in my family, we have four girls right now. Like my, you know, four girls. So I just feel like the chances of like me having girls feels low. Oh, but, or high, since there's so many girls already. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. know. Time's up. (laughs) Time's up. Okay. It was feeling like that's not that much tea, though. Let's talk about one more thing. Are you going to have a gender reveal party? (laughs) I do find gender reveal parties pretty exciting. Like, I can't believe that you pop a thing and you know your child. Can I plan your gender reveal party? Sure, like, Mac. Can I be? The, can you like let me have that? Yeah, Mac. Can you I can plan do your gender family. reveal party? Like, I'll plan it all. Ask me another time. Dude, can I? <laughs> yes, Mac. Okay, good. I'm gonna. Plan can your I gender- plan your gender reveal party? Yes. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, that's really fun. I actually think it's a good friend thing for us, like that we plan each other's. Gender I really. Reveal the main reason why I want to have kids with Mac at the same time is because <laughs> I'm me. very fearful. Of medical things. And so I need to talk through it with somebody. Yeah. So I feel like we'd just be talking on the phone about like. We already talked on the phone about Uh, everything I'm going to. Anytime we go to the dentist, I'm like freaking out about my. (laughs) Okay. We got to move on. Yes. Okay. That's it. That's the tea. Ken's might be trying for children in six months. Oh, man. This is crazy. You're seriously not far behind. I mean, we're we're getting married May 1st. So we got like, yeah. Maybe six months behind you in yeah. terms of trying. So. Wow. Crazy. Okay, guys, we are so excited about today's episode. Let's jump Woo-hoo. into it. For the girl who needs freedom from pride. Okay, For the Girl fam, I am so excited to tell you about one of our favorite podcast partnerships, and that is 
Podcorn, P-O-D corn. Podcorn is amazing because they are the reason why we get to tell you about all of our favorite brands and products. It's an online platform that allows podcasts to connect with their favorite brands, subscriptions, and products to be able to share them with their audience like our incredible For The Girl audience. So if you're a podcaster or you have a friend who is a podcaster or maybe you're interested in podcasting, we get so many messages about girls that want to start their own podcast. You got to check out Podcorn. They have an incredible team that will help you get your dashboard set up and you'll be able to start chatting with your favorite brand so you can connect and share about some of these incredible products that we get to share with you guys um, through this amazing, amazing platform. So check it out. All you got to do is go over to podcorn.com to find all the information, all the details and get started with podcasting today. Okay, so we are talking to the girl who needs freedom from pride. And honestly, when we were kind of preparing for this book, we talked about the idea of pride and we were like, eh, do we really need a whole chapter on that? And yeah. then literally I was laughing at myself though because there were so many moments throughout my next couple of weeks where I was like, man, I'm prideful. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. You know, there's nothing. It's an everyday thing. Wouldn't you say, Ken's, that there's nothing quite like close personal relationships that point out your pride you know yeah literally there's so many things so many like little arguments I'll get in with yeah. with Tyler or with my sister or with you and yeah. I'm literally like oh my goodness if I would just put my pride aside for one second yeah this would not be a big deal yeah and it's just something that I think if we start to kind of just like recognize it in our life we'd realize that mm. all of us are kind of like walking around enslaved to our pride we yeah. literally let our pride control so many of our decisions so yeah. many of our emotions and our feelings yeah and I think just first off being able to recognize where pride is showing up in our life is so important yeah absolutely no I think you're so right like I think we often have these just like quiet narratives in our mind right like as we're going through our days and hanging out with people it's like uh okay but I'm like so much smarter than her yeah, or like better I than her this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so much prettier than her. I don't know. I have more going on than me and it's like this defense mechanism. Mm. But I think it is a lot of times it's really quiet because of course we're not like just like flaunting our stuff everywhere. And so that's why it also can be so dangerous because we like are even unaware of the narratives that we're telling ourselves behind the scenes in quiet moments by ourselves. And so, yeah, I really want to just like expose all of us (laughs) of our pride. You want to expose us. Expose the pride. <laughs> Expose the pride. And really, it really truly is such a such a dangerous thing. Yeah. I think pride in itself is really like totally anti-Jesus in a lot of ways because as we see Jesus, he like just showed so much humility through his whole life. I mean, think about it. He was born in a manger, the most humble um the most humble entrance into mm-hmm. the world. I think yeah. one time I said he was born in poop. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then you were like, actually, no, that's a little extreme. There's probably not poop. I'm right sure there. they like cleaned it out a little bit. <laughs> um, but truly, and then all through his life, he yeah. took no credit for things. Yeah. I mean, when he was healing and when he was doing his ministry, speaking in front of large crowds. He never took credit. He actually walked away from fame, Mm. from following. It's just so anti what our world looks like today. Um, And then we see at the end of his life, of course, like he died like one of the most humbling deaths on a cross. And um, if we want to be like Jesus, we've got to 
we've got to learn what humility really looks like. Yeah, and that is so true. I think about, you know, it talks about in scripture of Jesus taking on the posture of a servant. And um, when you are postured as a servant in a room, you automatically have humility, which is the mm-hmm. opposite of pride. You you kind of know your place in the room. You know that you're there to serve others. And yeah. by uh, being in relationship with Jesus, you know, we are called to be in his likeness and we are called to be servants in rooms. When we walk into mm-hmm. a room, it's not supposed to be about us. It's not supposed yeah. to be about us getting recognition. It's not supposed to be about us getting what we deserve. And you hear about this yeah. a lot in culture, like get what's yours and like, you know, yeah. claim what's your, all the things. And there's this idea of like putting self first. But mm. I love about when we're entering into the kingdom of God, we literally put self last in a lot of ways. Like we mm-hmm. put Jesus first and then others after, and then there's us. And what yeah. I have found is when I actually live into that, it's hard, but when I live into that, it's yeah. actually the most fruitful way to live. Yeah. It actually gratifies myself and my heart and my soul more than anything. I I lie mm. in bed at the end of the night and I feel so much more fulfilled. Mm. And um, Ken's, you asked me right before this, like, do you have any <laughs> examples of pride? And I was like, I'm sure one will come to me. Yeah. And I was trying to think about something and I was literally thinking about last night, um, I was... Tyler, my fiance and I were, uh, we were going somewhere and like, we were definitely in like a slight argument about this situation. I won't give you all the details of the situation, but (laughs) it was just this situation where as I'm sitting there in the car and he's telling me Mm -hmm. his thoughts on the situation and why he's frustrated and all this stuff, I'm just over there in my head and I'm like, he's so wrong. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he's so wrong. Like he needs to see it like this. And Mm -hmm. like in my head, I'm just like, you're building your case. Yes. I'm like, he needs to see it like this. He's being selfish. He's being blah, blah, blah. Like if he needs to think about me more. Mm. And I literally felt, I felt in that moment, like the Holy Spirit convicted me and was like, Mackenzie, who are you for in this argument? Like, are you for him or are you Mm. for yourself? And I was like, as I sat there, I was like, you know what? I love him more than anything. Like I am for him. Mm. And so I was like, I had to switch my posture. And I was like, Mm. how can I, the next thing that I say, prove that I am actually for him in this argument. I'm not for myself. Yeah. And it literally, what was so cool about it is it dissipated the argument. Like we were able to like seriously work through it immediately, get to the bottom of it, like fix it. Cause I, I felt like he could sense that like, I wasn't trying to defend myself. I was trying to like before him and when I went to bed last night I got to go to bed not like feeling you know Mm -hmm. restless and like unsettled because I'm like in this argument with the person that I love most like I got to go to bed feeling like whole and fulfilled and like at peace and yeah I think that's the difference is yeah I could have argued my point on and on and on and on and I really wanted to and most of the time I really do (laughs) because I hate I hate like I love to I feel like I'm always right you know just that's just me and um (laughs) she can barely make eye contact with me she's like you know it you know it (laughs) and uh but I don't know I just was sitting there thinking I was like gosh what a how much more joy that brought me than what being right, quote unquote, would have brought me. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so good. (laughs) I remember one summer, actually, the Lord really spoke to me about something even between me and you. Mm. Um, We were just working like we normally do, doing things together. And 
I think in that particular season or something, we must have been making a lot of decisions together or something, or, or maybe there's just like more tension in our relationship and shocker, shocker. <laughs> but I really felt God say like, Hey, Ken's practice saying that's a, re- that idea is way better than, than my idea. Or it maybe wasn't exactly that, but Oh no, that is brilliant or something yeah. like, so like when we are coming about decisions, and instead of, cause sometimes your idea in a lot of times your idea is like way better than mine, but I, because of my pride, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to try to stick to my idea because like, <laughs> because I don't want to like yeah. really always be the one that has the words or idea. And so anyways, I really felt God be like, Hey, just practice saying the words like that's brilliant. Or like, mm. you're like, that was way better than mine. Like just actually like truly, honestly saying that exact thing, not sugarcoating it, not like being like, oh my gosh, my idea was great too, but like yours is also good. But like that was brilliant or something. And the practice, this like regular practice really broke something in my spirit of being Mm. like, oh gosh, that's good. Like number one, it wasn't about me to begin with. And like, who cares who I idea, who even, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. who cares? And how to like not take credit for things. I think that's really big when it comes to pride, like never having to be like, I mean, it's so easy to slip your name into things like and put your name on things. And like, what if we were people who like never needed to take the credit? Yeah. And it's so true. I think as you're saying that, it just makes me think, you know, this whole book is about freedom. This whole podcast series we're doing is about freedom. And it's almost like in any moment where we choose pride, it's like we add another like link to the chain essentially yeah (laughs) because suddenly we're enslaved to something we're enslaved to our pride you know we're not walking in freedom it's like in a conversation like that it's more important that I feel better than it is that like the truth actually comes out and I think that's in a small moment but I think about that in larger moments of like if we want to be people like when I think about I want to pursue truth in every moment. And I believe that in every moment, every conversation, there is truth from Jesus that I can pursue in that moment. And Mm. usually truth is centered upon love and hope and goodness and all the fruits of the spirit. And so anytime I push my pride aside and I like look towards truth or I look towards the fruits of the spirit, I choose to like embody one of those fruits of the spirit. It's like, I break the chain every time. And so it's just so interesting because I think what's interesting about pride is pride happens in the smallest of moments, but it builds the biggest wall so quickly. You know, like there are these little tiny moments where we let pride win and suddenly we've built a fortress like around our Mm. heart that will take years and years and years to build, Mm. to like break down. And Mm. so I love what you talk about that because I think there's really practical ways that we can begin Mm. to... um, really break the hold, the stronghold that pride has on our hearts and on our lives. And so we want to walk through a couple of practical ways to begin doing this. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited to walk through these because I think it it does become a little practical. So the first thing we were like, okay, I think that we need to start um, having more moments of confession, um, particularly actually in our prayer life. Um, of course you can do this with people. I feel like we talk about that throughout so many of our podcasts. We're like, find a best friend. Yeah. We talked about that with comparison, that okay, confession's yeah. part of that, but same with pride. Same with But pride. more in your prayer life. But yeah, in your prayer life. My husband, he actually does this super well. Um, at first I thought it was like weird and religious, but he was kind of like, Lord, like I'm, 
I like want to say sorry or actually he didn't even say it in those kind of words it, it was like a little bit more profound and he was like for for the way I said something and I just truly hadn't ever really incorporated that into my yeah. prayer life by like vocalizing that and so I think that there's something really powerful in that I think you're coming before the Lord being like God like like I'm so sorry, or I admit that I did this thing wrong. And it might not change something hugely in the moment, but that's why I said, like, I think it's important to start, like, regularly doing this because it's in the, like, rhythm of this that I think, like, our pride just breaks, um, which is really important and practical. Yeah, that's so good. Um, It's something, too, I felt like for the longest time in my prayer life, I was always about, like, praising God for who he was, love you, Lord, thank you, Lord, and then I would skip right to, and this is what I need from you, Lord. Yeah. But I think, like, I actually have three prompts I walk through in my prayer life every day. First one's, thank you, Jesus. Tell me where it comes from. Yeah. Oh. Prayer pad. That's yep. right. Come to the prayer pad for if the you don't have the prayer pad, you better get this thing. <laughs> yes. I walk through these every day. Literally, anytime I sit down to spend time with Jesus, mm. I thank Jesus for like what he's done in my life, what he's continuing to do in my life. And then the second one is, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I literally... Yeah. And it's interesting because I think half the time, that's when I come up with and I identify moments of pride. Yeah. It's not even in the moment half the time. It's like I stop and I'm like, Jesus, search my heart, you know, find anything in me that isn't for you, that stands in opposition to you. And those are when Holy Spirit highlights moments of pride from the day before. And I'm like, eek, the way I responded to Ken's in that meeting. Wow, Lord, I'm so sorry. Confess that here right now, like change Mm. my heart. And that's what I think is so important about these moments of confession in your Mm. prayer life is yes, so that you can confess them and lay them before the Lord. But it's also like a time to search your heart, to search the day before and recognize where pride slipped in because it's sneaky and it's tricky. And so this is almost like a it's a checkup time where you can check up and be like, ooh, wow, that slipped in yesterday. I mm. need to identify it. I need to confess it. I need to lay it down and ask God to change my heart. Yeah. And so, so I think incorporating that into your daily prayer time is so, so, yeah. so good. So refining, really. And I think you see so much growth through that. You're like, it's just like correct, letting the Lord correct your character over and over and over again. It's just like those little tweaks that produce so much fruit and so yeah. much maturity so so good I love the definition of um refining it's to remove any impurities Mm. or unwanted elements um from your life and I like I think that's so good right or like just one by one Ooh, that wasn't good I'm gonna pull that out I'm gonna pull that out and it's important it's so good um okay so the second one so first one start having moments of confession in your prayer life daily moments the second is to start saying sorry or that you messed up more often Mm. I in like the last year or so have realized that one of in my heart and mind one of the best examples of leadership and like best like just way to identify a great leader is someone who is so quick to say they're sorry. Mm. There is just something so powerful about an apology when it is genuine and authentic. And even when someone apologizes for something that they don't necessarily have to, because half the time pride takes place like in the secrets, in the shadows. So it's like, 
people maybe not even be able to realize it, but when someone can come into you and say like, hey, I'm so sorry for that moment. I was acting prideful. I was feeling yeah. prideful and I'm so sorry. That is literally, talk about a chain breaking moment that breaks the chains that that pride or that action had on a relationship. And it's mm. so amazing and powerful what can happen in the aftermath of that. Mm. And so being able to, after you had these moments of confession in your prayer life and you recognize it, what would it look like to go the next day to send a text, like yeah. I have to send text to my team sometimes and be like, I'm so sorry for how I acted in that meeting. Like mm-hmm. that was not my heart. And like, I'm, I'm really sorry if I came off this way. Mm-hmm. And so half the time they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even notice like whatever, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. there's something to it of like, I feel like it keeps me accountable and it just helps me to feel like I can release that. Like I, it has been laid at the yeah. feet of Jesus, it's been laid at the feet of that person. And then mm-hmm. I can walk in the freedom of knowing like I have like, laid this before the Lord. And I just yeah. think there's something so powerful about saying you're sorry yes. <laughs> that we've lost the art of almost. Yeah, exactly. We have. It really re- does like restore relationships and little broken parts mm-hmm. um, that we have owned. And I love like taking ownership of a mistake is just so powerful in itself. I think the Lord really honors that. Yeah. Um, okay. This is fun. I think that Another thing you can do to break down pride is actually just starting to actively be humble (laughs) um, and starting to like actively practice humility. Um, And here's some like ways that you can really, really actually tangibly do this. Number one, it's to stop talking about yourself so much. Like really try in conversations and coffee dates and hangs with your friends. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying you don't, you need to like not talk at all. Of course you build relationships through sharing and mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah. if you're just like plugging yourself in places just to be liked or just to be seen or to be known or noticed, like stop doing that and catch yourself doing that. I already mentioned this, but stop taking credit for things. Mm -hmm. Like you just don't need to. It's not about you. It was never about you. And this is really practical. I, I really have tried to, I've learned how to do this through, um, through, through doing things and just being like, Oh no, I don't need to mention that I did that. Like, or that was my idea. It really doesn't matter. Um, another thing is, um, even like when it comes to social media, um, I think like honestly, humility, or pride comes a lot from our social media. Like, right. It's like, we're like trying to build our following, build our followers, like post a cool photo, tell everybody what we're doing. That's awesome on the weekend. And like, honestly, a really tangible way to start walking in humility and start practicing humility is by like, stop posting things on your social just to show off. Um, or just to get likes or more followers. I think like we can actually really tangibly do this. And I know honestly of all the things, this one might be the hardest, mm-hmm. but yep. like we got to learn this. It's, this is actually, this is kind of crazy and embarrassing. Mac, you don't even know this story, but this was like a year ago or something like that. I had a moment, a moment of weakness, honestly. And I was um, on my social media um, and this is so embarrassing for me to share, but this is wow. great. I think I'm, this is a good moment of I'm humility. I'm ready for it. So, <laughs> okay. On my personal social media, um, I was like, okay, I like, I don't know. I guess I wanted more followers and I was like, I'm going to go like follow a bunch of people or whatever and then get follows back. And I went to do this. I literally like got on my, my Instagram and I was like about to do that. And the Lord just stopped me. And he was like, whoa, Ken's like, 
You don't need to have any more followers. You don't need to care about your following. And I want you to practice actively not doing this so that I can like shift something in your entire spirit of how you're using your social media right now or how you're viewing your social media right now. And so I, I did, um, I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm just like gonna just, uh, that doesn't matter. And I obviously like kind of wanted to, but chose not to. And truly you guys, like after that moment, I could care less now about like following followers, like being liked, seen. I mean, I literally like honestly wanted just Jesus to be seen on my social media and I would love for it to all go down the drain one day. Like it's great, um, but not for for that reason. And gosh, I think that I want to encourage you in that. Like if you if you something in your spirit's like, oh, I'm gonna like post this because of following or to to get more followers or to be liked. Like try just stopping and letting the Lord speak into that because He wants to do something bigger. It's not about yeah. just that one photo. It's actually about something deeper in your heart that he needs to break in a chain that needs to break to create more freedom in your life. So wow. that's, that's my embarrassing story. That's so But I good. actually think a lot of people do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sadly, I feel like I've definitely had moments where I look at my socials and I'm like, should I be an influencer? <laughs> Just yeah. You're like, should I do that? <laughs> yeah. Should I, is it time? Um, but yeah, I think what's so cool about that, Ken, is you literally said like your story proves like when you did that, it broke the the hold that it had on you. Like yeah. now you're like, whatever, I don't care, you know? Yeah. And like, I love my number of followers and, you yes. know, it's so funny. It's just funny how I think in our world, we're just so accustomed to want recognition for all the things that we do. And so I think the last thing that we would just leave you with is to like literally find something that forces you to be humbled. That would be yeah. my last thing is like, find an opportunity where you are the least important person in the room and yeah. actively show up to it week after week after week. Like get in a room where it is not about you and you actually yeah. have to take on the posture of a servant. It might look like an opportunity where you're like serving at church. You're the one that's like showing up putting the chairs up, getting yep. no recognition for it. Yep. Not like the person up front, you know, not leading something. You're just the person who like makes the coffee in the back room or whatever <laughs> it is. But finding a place where you can actively begin to practice this in your daily life and and see what it does to your heart. See what it does. Like how does it feel to literally walk into a room and just be a mm. part of what God's doing rather than having to like get the glory for what God is doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's something really beautiful to it and I know in my own life like moments of service like they're not glamorous at times but like really have been some of my most like intimate moments with Jesus where I've just experienced him in different and new and fresh ways and so I would just say to you like find yeah. a way to like actively and almost forcefully have to um put on this posture of humility yeah. and be the lowest person in the room. That's good. That's really, really good. And you'll be a lot more like Jesus too and look Amen. a lot more like Jesus. So good. Truly, this is such an important conversation. We have, I think a lot of us are totally unaware, including myself, but the little narratives, the little yeah. quiet whispers, how the enemy truly wants to sneak in our thought life. And 
um, be more liked, have more followers, be the prettiest, the coolest, the most well-spoken in the room. And we got to stop those narratives. We got to start living in humility because there's going to be so much freedom and so much lightness when you walk around. Truly, like Mac was saying, you'll fall asleep at night being like, gosh, my life was lived for something outside of myself. And this feels so much better. So, so good. good. You guys, this is amazing. We're so pumped. I mean, the story this week about pride in the book is fire. We're bringing it back to the Old Testament. You're going to probably learn about someone you haven't really known about. It's so good. You got to go read it. Get off your chariot. If you know, if you have the book, you know, you know, you know. You You know know what I'm talking about. You know, you know, guys. (laughs) Okay. Well, we will talk to you next week. We're so excited to have our – Next week, our last one. one. Yes. We are talking about freedom from half-heartedness. And trust me, this is for every single one of you. So set your alarms for the podcast drop next Tuesday. It's going to be awesome. And we will talk to you then. Bye, fam. Hey, For the Girl fam. You are listening to Freedom Looks Good on You series. This series actually goes along with one of our newest Bible studies called Freedom Looks Good on You. And it's a six-week series that dives into the Word of God. You guys, are getting some scripture in this series. So if you're looking for a new Bible study, if you want to do something with a group of friends or in a discipleship relationship, whatever you want to do or how you want to go through this, it's an incredible personal devo and will change your life. So head to forthegirl.com and grab your study and listen along as we dive a little bit deeper through the next few episodes.